Welcome to the What If Podcast with your hosts, Spencer Worth Davis and Ryan Copperood. Hey, bud. What's happening? What's up, man? Oh, you know. Shout out to Shmooly and DJ name. <laughs> For the new drop. Oh, dang. Hitting, hitting the board up so we can tell people to fuck with us. We grown now. Fuck with me. I'm grown now. I'm grown now. Yup. I'm going to keep that delay on it, too. Whatever. The delay is great, man. Mm-hmm. Live live your best life. Me. Live your truth. And if your truth has a delay on it. Oh, oh I'm going to do it. God bless. You're, you are going to do her. Been doing her. Been doing her. What's up, man? Welcome back. Thanks, dude. What's I, really good? Uh, just trying to stay awake for another hour or two here. Yeah, bud. Oh, I, I got tales to regale, my friends. Can't wait. Puns intended. It's um, 4.45 in the morning where I'm used to. Ooh. And here we are talking about, yes. about pup people. Pup peeps. Paw, Paw pe- Patrol. Paw people. Popsil popsicles. Dog dudes. Dog dudes. Bark boys. Bark boys anonymous. Uh, I'll save a few for later. Pretty good. Pretty good. Labrador lads. Did I give you that one earlier? No, but lab mm. lat Ladrador? Labrador lads. No, I know, but Ladrador. No, Ryan, the dog is called a Labrador. I know, but I just... But they're your friends and they're also people, so they're Labrador lads. Just trying to Trying to compact it into one word. Canine compadres. <laughs> yes. Dog peoples. Dog man. What do you know about the dog man? Dude, dog? I know so much about the man. dog man, but also we got so many Skype voicemails. Oh, fuck. I kept getting those calls. I almost, okay. Please tell me you almost answered a Skype call I, I, while you were in Sweden. Yes, I had it in my hand. I was like looking at directions somewhere. You should have done it. Just talk I tried, to I tried to swipe right quickly enough, and it only rings once on my phone, and I missed it. I was uh, like, I was going to talk to somebody for as long as they wanted to talk about whatever they want to talk about, but I didn't listen to any of those voicemails. Were they fun? I wish. Yes. In fact, should I, I, I kind of feel like we should probably open today and go through our newest set of voicemails because fun because i haven't listened to these yet yeah i've only listened to half of them so there some of them are also going to be surprises i think yeah. hello we want to talk <laughs> this app is such garbage dude. dude skype you guys i i kind of you know what i want <laughs> I, and i wonder why no one wants to sponsor our show and i'm like this product fucking sucks <laughs> i don't even want to use it <laughs> no i mean First of all, Microsoft is never going to give us money to, to rep this fucking show. Great point. But uh, Skype just, well, I mean, I, I also don't feel bad about it because Skype, yeah, I know. There's a lot of them. <laughs> Skype are just sort trash? of ruined uh, the, the Skype messages are not no, trash. No, no, no. Sorry. I meant Skype as a company. Are they trash? Yes, Absolutely. Definitely. Although, you know what? To be honest, it's working and you guys are calling and leaving us voicemails. And I think when we first started the show, we were like, this will be a really great way to get weird stories and questions and stuff from the fans and stuff. And we wrapped the phone number for a while and didn't get enough calls because nobody was listening to us a year and a half ago. Well. (laughs) And so we just sort of forgot about 
throwing the number out there. And now that we've thrown it out, like (laughs) two or three weeks in a row, we've gotten like 15 voicemails from you guys. You want to listen to one that I don't think either of us have heard yet? Let's go. I'm all about it. Um, I hope they're not satanic or weird like that one that we... They might be. Qualified by our booking system to receive an all-inclusive complimentary... Okay. Oh, bullshit! Okay. That sucks. Well, that's the one I almost answered, so now I don't feel bad. I feel like we just got trolled really hard. (laughs) Let's try again. Okay. Hey, guys. It's Isaac. I was... I'm driving up to New York. Buffalo, New York. From Maryland. Tired as hell. I need to talk to somebody... I was going to stop by this Hospitalhenna River area museum because it has some cool Native American artifacts. Ooh. I was too far off of the trip, and I got to talk about this then. All right. You guys doing well? Keep up the good job on the show. I will talk to you later. Tight. Bye. I think that might be the the Isaac that is in the, the Facebook up, group and the Twitter uh, the Twitter crew. Uh, what up, Isaac? Dude, I, I can't... love that voicemail conceptually so much yeah hey guys i'm just driving i was gonna do something i was gonna hit this museum up i didn't though but all right peace it's too far (laughs) so fuck that shit i hope y'all are are cooling what up isaac thanks for listening to the show next time dude it's never too far bro we drove to area 51 that shit was far as fuck but we did it totally worth it. the museum is never too far totally worth it totally worth it Stockholm has a fucking great modern art museum, by the way. Ooh, They've got Matisse's and Picasso's and Pollock's and Rauschenberg's and Oldenburg's. Uh. It's like one of the best modern painting collections I've seen in a museum that isn't like the MoMA or something. Let's go. Uh, You want to hear another voicemail? Yes. Hi, guys. You're looking here calling from Sweden. Just want to tell you that um, (laughs) you are all talking here. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got excited too. All right, run it back. Dude, you could have hung out with a listener in Sweden. You looking here calling from Sweden. Just want to tell you that, um, yeah, we are all boss here. But yeah, don't mind that. You should totally come and visit. We, we promise we won't assimilate you in any way. And also, I, I started my own Swedish version of your podcast. Um, I hope you don't mind. Fuck Anyhow, you, man. Um, <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Did he just say we are all robots, but you should come anyway, and also I stole your idea? He said that we, with that voice. I'm pretty sure he said we won't assimilate you, and also I started a Swedish version of your podcast? We are the Swedish version of our podcast, yeah, bro, bro. You listen to us in Sweden, and we're here. I feel like that's how that works, my guy. Mm, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. We're kidding. We love you, man. Hey, thanks for listening. You Spencer's sad that he didn't get to drink a Swedish beer with you. What was the Swedish beer? What's like their mm. what's like their country beer? Hey, thanks well, for your message, bro. We're just fucking around. Actually, so it's a lot of like American beers, honestly. And Brooklyn just started a brewery in Stockholm. As in Brooklyn. Maga Brooklyn Brewing. Brooklyn Brewing has a like sister brewery in Stockholm. Whoa, that's kind of wild. So there are a bunch of like there are a bunch of spots that carry like smaller craft Swedish beers. That's the like Swedish the Swedish beer that's everywhere. And then a lot of like Carlsberg and Guinness and yeah, you know, the stuff from shit from like that, that area. Yeah. Right on. Uh you want to keep going? Yeah, I we mean, got, yes. we got a couple more. This All is right. like my new favorite way to start the show. By the All way, right. everyone 612 
246-4614. And you can leave us one of these voicemails and uh, tell us a story and we'll talk. This one's longer. Hello, uh, my name is Brian, and I was just wanting to uh, call and say how much I really enjoyed your show. Uh, I actually got my wife addicted to it. Thanks, uh, Brian. We were on a road trip, and she listened to the uh, episodes about the Skinwalkers, uh, oh, Skinwalker sure. Ranch, the um, uh, missing uh, Death Valley Germans, and the uh, episode you guys did with the uh, Not Alone podcast the, on the Philadelphia Experiment. Hey, what up, Not Alone? <laughs> she, she really enjoyed it. Uh, my son, uh, I occasionally let him listen to some of your episodes after I've screened them. Uh, he also is on Great board going to this very place. And hey. he really enjoyed your medical mystery uh, episode, particularly the uh, Fat Bastard uh, Sounders. So now I randomly hear I'm him. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher than the food chain. So uh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, so uh, also uh, just if I could uh, uh, maybe mention um, uh, some ghosty type stories. Uh, yes. I Where I live, uh, there's a lot of uh, deer hunting, a lot of open pasture and stuff. Um, and occasionally uh, it does get a little weird. Um, you hear all kinds of noises that just don't seem to fit and things kind of moving in the corner of your eye. Which, you know, I mean, granted, out in the woods, in the middle of nowhere, I mean, you kind of expect that. But uh, uh, there's occasionally some weird places. Um, there, Occasionally you'll run across where there used to be uh, an old farmstead, and you'll find the root cellar. And it's just really weird because you won't hear or see a lot of wildlife or hear any wildlife-type noises. And uh, um, and the, you'd think the cellars would have filled up at this point with just dirt and debris and mud and everything else and they're oddly kind of empty and just really really creepy um but uh the only story i really got that uh i had a friend okay important piece of Brian! (laughs) that's i think that's on us you it cuts off after two minutes so either know that you're going to get cut off after two minutes or be more concise i think there's a follow-up because we have one more that like came Brian, in at the same time. Brian, you can't say the only story I, I got. I, I don't think it was his fault. No, I know, but... Hey, guys, this is Mike. Uh, oh, he didn't call back. Oh, Brian! <laughs> Brian, call us back, Brian, please. we need your story, my guy. Yeah, Although, so you guys either have to be concise or break it up into two-minute chapters for us, Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't think... I don't. I don't know if we can change that. Maybe we can. I don't think there's a setting. I think there's just a max voicemail length. And if uh, it means we have to pay Skype more, we're not going to. So yeah, be concise, sh- I guess. But shout out to Brian for saying that his son calls us the Sweary Boys, and then I think we threw the Fat Bastard sounded over it a little bit. Get but, in my belly. Yeah, but in that. Come on. <laughs> In that in that voicemail, he says that his son just runs in from the other room sometimes and screams, "Get in my belly!" at his dad. And I feel like if we had any if we had any influence on a child running from another room into a room his father is in and screaming, "Get, Get in, my, in belly my belly!" at his dad, I feel like this has all been worth it. Like everything, if we've accomplished nothing else, but that. The sweary boys made that kid scream, get in my belly at his dad. We fucking won, man. Brian, call us back. First of all, you said that the root well, cellar. If you're not prepared to do the research, <laughs> Brian, why make the statement in the first place? I didn't make- <laughs> Brian, if you, wherever you live, I don't think I caught where it was that you live. He but- didn't say. 
if wherever you live, you have a proclivity of stumbling upon root cellars that are apparently filled with ghosts, I'm assuming. Well, first of all, he said you would think they would be filled like over time with debris and such, which, yes, would 100% be my inclination. But you know what else? I wouldn't fucking open them up to find out. <laughs> also, that's someone's house. Wrong. Brian, stop opening people's doors. Well. <laughs> all right, let's listen to one more. Brian, Brian, our homie Brian's just totally a burglar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I've been robbing people for years. I've been burgling all these basements and they're empty and it fucking sucks. Fucking wet bandits, Brian, call us back. Oh, please. Hey, guys, this is Mike. Uh, Hi, Mike. I love the show. Thanks. Love you, Mike. Uh, two things. One. It has never been clearer to me that Ryan would never survive in the wilderness because he thinks that you can rub flint and tinder together and it'll create fire. Okay. It won't. Okay. Uh, you okay. have to have steel to rub against the flint to make the sparks to catch the tinder. So. Nobody cares. There you go, Ryan. If you ever get lost in the woods, you might live now. Uh, secondly, <laughs> you might live now. <laughs> uh, aviation stuff. If you guys ever have any questions... Uh, just, just hit me up. I'll email you guys. Fuck yeah. And uh, a couple co-workers of mine also love the show, and we work on airplanes. So, I mean, we're not geniuses, but, you know. Yes, you are. You work on airplanes, dude. Not to toot our own horns, but we know our stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Thanks, Mike. First of all, Spencer hit you with nobody cares, <laughs> but he's wrong. I super duper care, Mike. When I when I heard that voicemail the first time, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna live now. <laughs> like you're, you're right, not gonna Mike. Have those things with you though. You're not still an fun. outdoorsy guy at all, Mike. Never been my thing. Uh, I and you're right. I think I did make a Flint and Tinder reference on the show at one point. Steel. Okay, got it. Good. <laughs> Steel, flint, you gotta tinder. Hit it with something. Carry it's like a trifecta. A, you need like a hatchet or something. Yeah. Honestly, Mike, the most nature-worthy thing I've done is read the book The Hatchet in like <laughs> in like fucking elementary school. Okay? Like that's the most exposed Yo, you to start, nature I've been. If you start carrying a machete around though, this will all have been worth it. Yeah, I think I'm going to get like a back, like sling it over my back so I can just grab <laughs> it when I need to. The only two outcomes of this podcast are that that kid yells, get in my belly at his dad, and you start carrying a machete. Because of, of Mike's advice. Yeah, we, we fucking won. <laughs> we fucking won. I also uh, I also really like how he's like, uh, we work on airplanes. You know, we're not the smartest guys. Like, yeah, no, you the fuck you are, Mike. The fact <laughs> also, that you well, keep at an least airplane. you should be, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you have they fall a lot but you know <laughs> we work in the field we're not so good at it no the fact that you keep airplanes in the sky on a daily basis mike that's uh you're you're fucking smart enough for me bud so uh so yeah keep up the good god dang work all right i think that's enough uh voicemails for this week 612-246-4614 give us a call leave us a message tell us a story crack a joke make fun of us and uh we'll love every every ounce of it Let's dive into some stories about the ARF aficionados. ARF aficionados! Our Fido friends, if you will. Our Fido <laughs> friends! The Growl Gang, the Hound Homies. Oh my God! Hey, don't don't blow your whole load, bud. We got <laughs> we got a lot of we got a lot of show to go. Okay, you can't expect uh, expand on the, the whole. Of the, this is the extent of the prep I did. I made a list from A to Z on the plane today. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Thanks. That's pretty good. Thanks. Dog man. Paw people. Paw patrol. Rough riders. So uh, 
Rough Riders, yes. So this, I, I will acknowledge, this story was inspired by a post that happened in the uh, What If Podcast Facebook group that we have. Uh, shout out to the listeners that are all up in that group every day. Um, we love y'all. And if you if you want to join it, just, just go on Facebook and search for What If Podcast under groups. That shit pops right up. But somebody posted an article about uh, a story that happened in Montana on Friday, last Friday, um, where a, quote, wolf-like creature was shot and killed by a rancher on his land in rural Montana. (sighs) Thank fucking God we have DMX sounders for this episode. Oh, man. Everything's coming up Millhouse today. Uh, I lied when I said that list was the extent of the prep. Now that's the extent of the prep I've done. Mm-hmm. DMX Sounders mm-hmm. and uh, the alphabet for dog people. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, that's yep. good. Uh, Bruce Ockley of the Montana Fish and Wildlife, excuse me, Fish, Wildlife, and Parks uh, Department Uh, told the Great Falls Tribune in Montana that, quote, we will have no idea what this is until we get a DNA report back. Obviously a skinwalker. It's obviously a skinwalker. It's topical. not read the book. Topical from, uh, I believe that was Brian's voicemail. Um, But the internet actually has uh, some pretty interesting photographs of this. And look, I don't, I'm I'm no biologist. Nope. Adam. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Help us. But this fucking thing looks weird. And there's photos from multiple different locations. It takes up almost the entire width of a truck bed. It's like the entire width of the truck bed is taken up by the body. I don't know much about wolves, but that seems like it could be normal wolf range. Right? How wide is I, the truck bed? Four feet or something? Uh... No, the, I mean the full width of a car. It's got to be almost what five and a half, six feet. Don't you think? Don't From like wheel well to wheel well. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know either. Um, but the uh, the Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks officials have said that it has oddly long gray fur, oversized claws, and what they would consider an extra large dog-like head with ears that appear to be too big and legs that appear to be too short for a common wolf or a normal dog. Okay. Yeah. So. But no guesses as to what it is until they test, do like actual DNA tests. Um, is that the idea? Yes, but the idea being it, they're weirded out because the canine teeth and the front paws don't seem wolf-like, but the floppy ears and shaggy fur are not dog-like, and so they're kind of wondering what the fuck this thing is. Reasonable question at this point. A reasonable question at this point. And uh, so Wait, far... why why was it killed? It was trying to eat livestock or something? Yeah, this guy owned a bunch of acres of land out in Montana, and he had cattle on it. And he had seen this fucking big wolf-like creature terrorizing his his. Uh, did he have to shoot it like fifteen times, like they did with the Skinwalker Wolf, or <laughs> with anything? a bunch of silver bullets in it yeah. and shit? No, it like a didn't magnum say that directly at least. into its forehead or anything. I didn't say that at least. Yeah. Um, but 
I I don't know. Um, so some the the New York Post article says that uh, theories include that it may have been a dire wolf. What is that? And that is an extinct saber toothed canine. Dire that, dudes. That one dire dudes, bro. <laughs> I need dire dudes. Uh, that once roamed North America. Okay. Um, there's also a guess that it is a Shunka Warakin, which we're going to get into later. Okay. Uh, but that is a wolf-hyena hybrid from North uh, Native American lore. Oh, not necessarily a real animal? I or don't. Or maybe? Or? I think maybe. Okay. Um, and the North American Dogman Project has weighed mm. in. I wonder what they think it is. Posting a photo <laughs> of the animal on their Twitter. Wouldn't it be great page. if they weighed in? They're like, "Oh yeah, that's a uh, that's a German Shepherd there, but you killed your neighbor's dog, but you, f- you fucked up. You're <laughs> fucked up. You're fucked up." That, was I supposed to? No, no. You just looked like you were about to say something, so I was waiting for you. Um, <laughs> carry on. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for punctuating <laughs> at the right time with the right amount of DMX. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I'm here for. So the North American Dogman Project is born out of the legend of the Dogman. The Michigan Dogman or many Dogmen? We're going to start in Michigan, and then we're going to expand the greater mutt mates of the of the North Americas. Oh yes, keep it rolling, <laughs> baby. Keep it rolling. So we're gonna rewind from our mysterious werewolf-like creature that was killed in Montana last week, and we're gonna go back to 1987. Go ahead. Just ha- having looked at those photos, I think it's a little bit uh, sensationalist. In some of the descriptions, and or to call it a werewolf thing, it's a weird looking dog. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not. Um, I'm not insinuating that anything like totally insane was in fact killed. Somebody I, shot I a think, fucked up dog. <laughs> true. Someone did shoot a fucked up dog, um, which sucks and is maybe noteworthy, I guess. But yeah, I I think it's noteworthy enough that like a uh, a parks and wildlife group is like this isn't notably related to anything we've seen before. Um, just by looking at it, yeah. Just by looking at it, yeah. But, um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, outside of that, I, I'm not saying, like, you know, a Bigfoot was killed or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, it's it's interesting, and it spawned, uh, it spawned the curiosity of the concept around Dogman and the North American Dogman Project. Such a good name. It's such a good name. It's such a Is good David name. Is David Plytus involved with that? Does he think that they're kidnapping children from the woods or something? Dogman? Yeah. Dog, he thinks that dogmen are picking kids up by their britches. And, and dropping them into portals? Dropping them into portals. Cool. That's how they get so far away. You just put yeah. him, put that baby's butt in a dog mouth and run it three miles in that direction, drop it off, and then, you know, that's where you oh, find the, the dog kid. is the portal. Yeah. The dog is what's... T- I thought the dog was just, like, nudging them into a portal. Like a, a and then they show up elsewhere. Dog. Yeah. No, no. I think it's more the dog's just like, um, like a troll. You know, it's it's like picking up your house keys and putting them <laughs> somewhere else. That's what trolls do. But but with your babies and their dogs. Yeah. 
Yep. Mm. Correct. I bet it's not what's going on. That's the metaphor, <laughs> bud. Okay. Um, so the story goes that Dogman begins in 1987. Shout out the year I was born. Uh, to Traverse City, Michigan, and a radio station called WTCM. And on WTCM, there was a disc jockey, DJ Steve Cook, <laughs> which should have been his drop, but it wasn't. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. DJ <laughs> Steve Cook. Uh, was oh, was a disc jockey in Traverse City, Michigan at the time. And on April 4th of 1987, uh, Steve Cook put a song into his morning mix that he called The Legend. And, well, I feel like we should just play a clip of The Legend you got it pulled up really quickly. Uh, I do. I just sent it to you, but I can play oh. it myself as well if that's easy. Uh, yeah, if you got it loaded, I don't have my iMessages on this computer. Oh, Jesus. If you texted it to me, it's not going to go to this computer. You guys are seeing a look behind the curtains here. Uh, spoiler alert. Sometimes we're not super professional. I Sometimes don't know if you caught on. We got to share media between multiple locations. Um, <laughs> oh, careful, bud. Don't hurt yourself. Oh, doing too much. Doing too much. I present to you the legend. So that's a clip from the legend. They really put that stupid little splash symbol in there every bar for the whole song. Yeah, bud. It's 1987. <laughs> Are you going to not? I wouldn't have. Yeah, well, Steve Cook Shows sure as I fuck know, did. Though, yeah. TJ Steve Cook did. <laughs> so this if you if you could or couldn't tell the lyrics there, he talks about two lumberjacks who were out in an area in Michigan, 
came across a dog. They chased it into a log, and when it came out, it was standing they, on its. Does that just rhyme? What do you mean? Did they really chase it into a log, or does he just not have a very big vocabulary? <laughs> oh no, no, no! None of this happened. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. None of this happened. Um, which is a delightfully uh, acknowledged part of this. Actually, that's really interesting. So Steve Cook does this as an April Fool's joke and basically creates this three and a half, four minute long song song called The Legend about this dog-like animal-human hybrid or not human hybrid, but like dog-like creature that walks on its hind legs, calls it The Legend and puts out this four minute long song on April Fool's Day. Mm. After the fact, Steve acknowledges like, yes, it was an April Fool's joke. We recorded the song. It's not a real song. It's not, the stories aren't real. It's just like a thing that we did for fun uh, on April Fool's Day, right? Like it's, it's just yeah. a, it's just a stunt, you know, it's a, it's a radio stunt. You got to fill some time on the radio. Right. Exactly. Yep. Uh, however, <laughs> in the years since Steve has released the legends in Traverse City, He's gotten over 500 phone calls or, I guess, communication sent to him. Sometimes letters, sometimes emails, sometimes phone calls. But 500 separate reports of people going, no, yeah, how did you know about this? This happened to me. And okay. Steve claims that he had no idea. In fact, the quote is, I'd never heard of anything called Dogman before I wrote this song. I had no idea it was already a part of Northern Michigan folklore, and I certainly had no idea that people were actually seeing it. Now, he says that he believes that of the 500 or so reports that he's gotten since he released the song, he thinks that there's actually a possibility that around 100 of them, quote, seem plausible and credible and just a little too weird to explain away. According to some guy named Steve. According to Steve Cook. (laughs) Okay. However, I do find it relatively interesting that he thought he was sort of coming up with a concept and that people have continued to tell him that this is in fact something that they themselves have been privy to over time. Yeah. Or is it possible that this is something that he had heard of or heard stories or rumors of yes and whether consciously or subconsciously put that into the, his silly little song yes or allowed it to influence his silly little song absolutely it is i think there's a distinct chance that he uh that he uh decided to um take what he already had seen sort of spoke about uh in his town or by his grandparents or whatever and turn it into a song and say, I had no idea this was a real thing. People really believe this because it adds credence to his song. I was giving him even more credit and thinking of it like you write, you know, you like you write a melody or like some chord changes or something that like, Oh, that sounds really good. And then later you realize, Oh, that sounds good because it's already a song. Like, Oh, this urban legend that I think I'm making up right now sounds really cool and convincing. And then later be like, oh, that's because it's already an urban legend that I'd heard before and didn't remember. I see what you're saying. I but maybe that's saying. too much credit to give Steve. Yeah, I I guess 
I can't really say. Um, he seems, I don't know, and maybe it's for show. He he seems skeptical about people who say they have seen it because he makes it seem like he's like, I kind of felt like I made this thing up, but now that people are coming to me saying it's real, now I've I'm skeptical of being skeptical in some ways. He's taking it seriously, at least to an extent. Yeah, like he's almost coming back around on his. I thought this was a joke, and now I'm less sure because I was. Well, yeah. and that's not the only. He is not the only person to have experiences or field reports of experiences about this thing, right? Oh no, <laughs> Siri Bob. Because that's much more interesting to me. Oh yes. So a couple of the uh, the reports. Uh, that Steve had gotten a specific one was about a, uh, a 13 year old girl named Courtney who was in Reed city, Michigan in 1993. Uh, she was sneaking a cigarette behind her family's house and said that she, this is the story that she told, uh, told Steve that she noticed a, uh, she was 13 at the time. I don't know when she told him the story, but, uh, she said she said she noticed a glint of light coming through the planks of their abandoned barn in between her family's house in their backyard. And then after watching the glint of light for a few minutes, she came around to realize that a six foot tall creature that appeared to have the head of a dog was staring at her and then ran away. And she says that after the fact, she spoke with one of her neighbors who had claimed to have seen, quote, a buffalo-sized dog living inside of the same barn. A fire- buffalo-sized dog. Buffalo-sized dog. So and- it's the size of a buffalo, but like with a dog's head? Hang on. I'm going to tell you one more story, and then I'm going to get into that because that's also pretty interesting. Okay. One more story, uh, an email that Cook got uh, was from a fireman in Fowlerville, Michigan, who uh, was out in a wooded area in uh, near Fowlerville, I guess, who claimed that one day just walking through the woods, he saw what he referred to as a gorilla-shaped creature with a canine head race across the ground over 100 feet in a wooded area in a period of three to four seconds. Okay. So... Go ahead. It seems like your skepticism is shining through. Go (laughs) ahead. So many of these stories seem like people just misidentifying animals. Is there a deeper level than that? Um, when you say deeper level, can you say more? Is there is there more to these sightings? Do people ever have interactions with them? Is it? More than I saw an animal at a distance that looked sort of like this animal, but sort of like that animal, or looked like this animal, but was too big to be that animal. Um, or I saw an animal on its hind legs, which bears and other animals occasionally do. True. Um, well, there's a pretty interesting website uh, that is fantastically called dogmanencounters.com. Yup, uh, which is actually a podcast of its own uh, for those of you who want to check it out. Dogman Encounters is yeah. a podcast? Yep. Well, what are you guys doing listening to us? Go listen to them. Come on! Oh, <laughs> God, yes. Um, 
But this website has a very fantastic section called Report Your Encounter. Mm. And there's actually a uh, there's a map where you can actually pull up uh, all of the different pinpointed locations that people have recorded seeing their version of the Dogman. Now, yes, I agree with you. There's a distinct possibility that people are misidentifying animals. But what's interesting about Dogmen themselves is uh, this, this site, Dogman Encounters, actually breaks down Dogmen into a couple different descriptions. So there are common versions of both descriptions, one of which, and I don't know what, what these fucking titles come from. They're kind of goofy, but the, the first one, he calls it a type three dogman. Oh, that sounds serious. It does sound serious. And the fucking, <laughs> the image that's drawn is just really, really outrageous. Uh, <laughs> Cause but, the rest of this isn't. <laughs> no, no, no. But the, fu- the, the illustrated version of this type dogman oh, is just, is very, very phenomenal. Um, but it's almost like a, uh, a biped gorilla like, uh, character. Oh, dang. Yeah. But having kind of like tall ears and a dog head, um, they say that, uh, they have hominid style legs. So like knees and ankles and walk like us in like an actual human or like not backwards knees like dogs usually have not backwards knees like dogs usually have. Yes, exactly. And then the other type is uh, the canine-type dogman. Whoa, I'm nervous! Uh-huh. Uh, which, instead of hominid-style legs, uh, has canine legs, as in mm. that invert in a sort of... Backwards s- knees. Backwards knees, yes. Um, they have what's known as hocks and stifle joints is the technical terminology for dog legs for backwards knees <laughs> for backwards knees and dog legs yes um they're also often described as having like very long arms so people say that they have like long arms and long almost like claw like uh hands mm. but similar dog heads and both bipedal in that whenever seen walking on two legs uh in the six to eight foot tall range Okay. And when you look at the encounter list, it's pretty interesting. You can actually, there are only two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven states of the 50 United that uh, do not have a reported dogman sighting reported through the dogman encounter site. And I wanted to do a little bit of investigating because you can actually sort the dogman encounters by location. And I said, Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder what Minnesota has to offer of us. For sure. So what I would like to do now is recite to you a couple of Dogman encounters from the state of beautiful Minnesota. God damn! Ottertail County, Minnesota. This person says, I'll start off by saying I've never believed in any of these sorts of creatures, but I saw something in early 2009 that disturbed me and has made me change my mind. I wasn't under the influence of any drugs and I have better than average eyesight and the lighting was nearing sunset, but I was still able to see pretty clearly. I'll get underway and explain my story. Maybe someone can shed some light on what this is for me. I live in Fergus Falls, which is West Central Minnesota, about an hour drive from Fargo. My mother-in-law lives out in the country, three to four miles outside of Fergus Falls, and I was staying there while my wife and her mother went shopping in town. They called and asked if I wanted to go to a 7 p.m. movie, so I left the house 
around 6.30 to meet them at the theater. About two miles from their house on a country road known as Wendell Road along the Mistinka River, I saw three white-tailed deer, two rather small, probably just yearlings and a larger doe, who I assumed uh, was their mother. Go ahead. She was also eight feet tall, she, and her knees looked super and weird. And she was a gorilla with Paw a dog people. face. He <laughs> says, going. I should also mention, uh, here she says, I should also mention that I hunt in the area and have spent my whole life in the Fergus Falls region. The deer were following a small creek bed, which is in fact the Mystica River, so there were hardly any trees except for one. Maybe because I didn't see it there because of the tree, but I just noticed something crouching behind the tree on my side of the road, looking at the deer and to my belief, hunting them. It just sat there, looking at the deer, taking no notice of me, even though I was in my truck no more than 40 yards away, with a clear view and nothing obstructing my view of it. It had one hand on the tree that it was bracing itself with. What struck me was shocking in the fact that it seemed to be a two-legged creature, not really a four-legged one. Its hands appeared to have an opposable thumb and were rather slender and long, unlike a wolf. The creature looked as though it stood upright, if it were standing upright, it would be over seven feet tall and had a protruding muzzle, big broad shoulders, a slender waist, muscular thighs, and being as there was snow on the ground, it was a sexy wolf. I couldn't see the feet. <laughs> I wanted to kiss him on his mouth. <laughs> he was a deep dark brown in color throughout his body, and after several seconds of looking at the creature in shock, the deer ran off. Then something amazing happened. It looked at me as though blaming me for somehow losing his meal. It just sat there looking at me, blinking, not moving. It scared the crap out of me, so I hit the gas pedal and I drove off. It was dark after the movie, so I didn't feel much like trudging through the snow with the possibility of a monster lurking. So at about 10 a.m., I went back to walk down to the tree, and under the tree there was no snow, no tracks, but leading up, there were three tracks leading in from my grandmother-in-law's field, which was hard black dirt. And if you know what a Minnesota field looks like in late winter, you can't make anything out of the dirt. The tracks I did find were only about six to seven inches in length, but appeared to be clearly canine prints with the exception of a four toe looking mark in the snow. Well, that's my story. If anyone has any information on this, let me know. Come on. So that's one in Ottertail County, Minnesota. And interestingly, if you go to the encounters and sightings section of this website, there are like, there are hundreds of these. And depending on the state that you pick, you can read different cities, different locations. And most of them are actually like relatively specific around the county that they were in, the circumstances, whether it was anonymous, time and place, etc. There are also like thousands of Slenderman reports on the internet. This is true. I don't disagree with you, my friend. However, there are many, many dogman reportings. Many men. Many men. Many, 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 many men. Heck. Uh, uh, hit me with a couple more. You want to hear another story? Mm -hmm. I got another one. Uh, do you want to hear another Minnesota one or you want me to go to another place? It doesn't matter. Pick a state. Mm, Tennessee. Ten uh, many, many many dog men Tennessee many 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 men. Uh, do you want to go to Hamilton County or Jefferson County? Ooh, Jefferson, please. Jefferson County. I'd like to tell you about an encounter my son had about four years ago. Mm. He told me about Case it then, fear, son. but I had no clue. Now we have dog man encounters, and now I know. 
Here's what happened. My son's friend was driving him home at about 11 p.m. through a rural residential area where the houses are spaced some distance apart. They were on a two-lane highway with no streetlights and very little traffic. The area isn't overly wooded but has patches of trees and fields. This area would probably be included in the foothills of the Smoky Mountains. Anyway, they were driving- Lovely there. The Smoky Mountains? Mm-hmm. Never been. Highly recommend it. Anyway, they were driving along when suddenly from the right side of the road, this thing sprang out and was across the road and into the bushes on the other side in two leaps or bounds or steps or however you want to say it. It was in full view because of their headlights. My son said the first thing he thought was dog. He went on to say that it was running on all fours like a deer, but said it was the color of a deer with a huge dog head and had massive shoulders and like a somewhat small waist. He kept repeating how big it was, so I asked for a comparison. I asked if he meant huge, like a deer, or maybe like a cow, and he answered, and I can quote this, Mom, this thing was massive. If we'd hit it, the car would have gone underneath it, and its body would have hit the windshield. So he saw a moose. Maybe. I don't remember. Well, he said it had a dog hat. I don't know if it. He doesn't know what moose look like. I don't remember what kind of car it was, but about the size and shape of one of those older Sentras. He said neither he or his friend said anything about it for 10 seconds, and his friend yelled, Did you just see that? What in the fuck was that? Correct. (laughs) My son said yes, and apparently they didn't say much of another word for the rest of the way. That's really it. It's creepy to me, and I thought other listeners might like to hear about it. Thanks for your show. You're welcome. (laughs) I think they were thinking the website show itself. Mm. But, Mm. But yes. But also, yes. Okay, I. Um, it it is interesting to me, especially yes. because there is such a long history of people seeing animals, like combinations of animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many stories and so much folklore around people turning into animals or shape shifting back and forth, yes. or becoming some sort of hybrid between human and animal. Yes, skinwalkers. Across, well, across many cultures, though, and across, like, a really long period of time. Also, yes. That's something that, like, the Egyptians were interested in. Oh, you mean Anubis? Oh. Is that a, an ancient Egyptian dogman? Sure, sure enough. There, <laughs> sure he, as shit is. Sure, sure as fuck. Um, I don't know if these are the best examples of it, just because they're, like, anonymous reports on a GeoCities-looking-ass website. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of them seem to be at night. Also true. And most of the stories consist of, I saw an animal that kind of looked like this animal, but kind of looked like that one. Yes. Um, also I might be the owner of this website writing this. (laughs) There is that. What, tell me more about like Anubis and ancient examples of people being dogs and dogs being people. Well, before we go backwards, I want to- Oh, yeah. Such a strong yeah. It is a pretty strong yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk uh, really quickly about uh, the Beast of Bray Road. Oh, yeah. Linda Godfrey. There we go. Shout out to our neighbors in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Mm. Sure. I'll I guess. S- I mean. I don't really fuck with that place. Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah. Can't really fuck with us. It's fine. It's fine. I'd like to keep it that way, we're, ideally. We're peaceable neighbors. Mm, eh. We fight over football. It's anyway. What does Linda got to say about it's beasts? Fine. The beast of burden in, in Linda's world. Well, uh, 
over the course of uh, the late 80s and early 90s in uh, what would be, let's see, southern Wisconsin, northern Illinois, uh, and I guess that's mostly it, southern southern Wisconsin and northern Illinois. Uh, There's this area called Bray Road, which is this, uh, it's like a rural road near the city of Elkhorn. And there was a uh, rash of sightings uh, that were reported to local newspapers during the time, which grew to be called the Beast of Bray Road. And uh, the way that it was described was that uh, witnesses said it seemed to be a bear-like creature, a hairy biped resembling Bigfoot. What? Okay. Unusually large, uh, two to four feet on all fours, but seven feet tall standing up. Damn. It had an intelligent wolf, or it appeared to be an intelligent wolf-like creature uh, able to walk on hind legs, weighing an estimated somewhere between 400 and 700 pounds with brown-gray hair color resembling a dog or bear. Okay. Yep. That's pretty fucking weird. It is pretty fucking weird. You said how many reports of that? I don't have an exact number. They just refer to it as a rash of sightings that was enough to get like a trend going in the paper. And there were new eyewitnesses every whatever month or couple months. And they were starting to be reported in local papers over and over again of people seeing something that had a similar set of physical characteristics. So much so that they called it the Bray Road Beast. That's still pretty broad, though. It's like... Gray, brown. Well, those are two different colors. Four to seven hundred pounds. That's a, that's almost a hundred percent range. But also walking Four on to, two feet, though. No, that not. It's weird. Run, I'm just saying it's the road. It's it's definitely weird. It's just uh, it's not super specific at the same time. No, it's not. Which is strange. Yes. Like if it were one creature or several creatures of the same species. Mm-hmm. You'd think you'd be able to pin it down a little more than that. Yes. At least, or maybe, I don't know, people are bad at estimating things. <laughs> also this. I think we all assume we're better at estimating things than we actually are until we have to actually do it. Right. I am a good eyewitness. No, you're right. not. Most None of us, us are, are terrible. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, we should all acknowledge that we're so, terrible. So I guess maybe it's just that. But like, what color was it? Uh, brown. Uh, gray. gray. Yeah. Uh, gray brown. Yeah. How Bray. big was it? Four hundred, eight hundred, Bray. eight feet, six feet. Is that how they got the name? Brown, brown, gray, Bray, Bray, <laughs> Bray beast, Bray bro, Bray, uh. Bray dog. Oh, that one's kind of boring. What is it? Uh, uh. <laughs> uh. Ooh. Ooh. DMX is definitely an arf aficionado. He one hundred percent. He's also one hundred percent a rough rider. Yes. Till the day he die. Absolutely. Oh, let's hope he never does. I. I wonder about the like these sightings are strange. Yes. But it's so broad sometimes. Anything from like it looked like a gorilla to it looked like a bear to a dog to a wolf to it was ten feet tall. We could have driven a car under it to six. Like, it doesn't seem like one thing. Yeah. That's being seen is, yeah. I guess, all I'm getting at. Like, yeah, the, yeah. the dog man seems to be a whole bunch of different things kind of lumped under, like, a very broad umbrella. 
Yeah, the I think the one like maybe major strangeness is that people do seem to refer to it as having a a dog face or a dog head or canine yeah. features or canine teeth or whatever. Like that one thing being concurrent in all of them is a little bit weird to me. Yeah. Mostly I'm, just because it's like I mean, I guess like a like a thin bear would appear to have kind of a muzzle with sharp teeth and like ears on the top of its head, like I could or, see or a, a baby thin, bear. Yeah, or a baby bear. I can I can see that being probably pretty decently mistaken for uh you know, for for a dog or a dog-like creature, but there's the whole like walking on two legs thing is so strange to me that like Well, bears do that though. Yeah, but I feel like if a bear were to walk on its hind legs, you'd be like, "Oh, that's a bear." Like it would look like it walks like a bear. Have you seen it? It looks pretty weird. A bear walking on two legs? No, yeah. but now I feel like I have to YouTube that good googly moogly this while we're doing this. I guess show. all I'm trying to say is like the our growl gang here seems pretty diverse. Yeah, that's real. Um, to the point where it doesn't seem like if people really are seeing some sort of cryptid, that it's all the same thing. It seems like there there must be several different entities responsible for these sightings. Sure. Or people are just really, really tremendously bad at identifying things in the wild at night and while, let's, while driving. And let's not underestimate how badly we can all be, holy shit! <laughs> holy shit, bud! Holy shit! Hey! It's pretty weird, is it not? Bro. Yeah. It, it looks much stranger than... Oh, this is fucking so weird. That's what I'm saying. If you saw that for the first time at night while you were driving by, you'd probably think it was some sort of I would 100%. Crazy beast. Dude, this is fucking... Is the episode over? <laughs> this fucking footage is ridiculous. Is that the end of the episode? This fucking bear from far away walking looks super duper creepy. Guys, did we actually solve one? Did we motherfucker look <laughs> at this shit i'm sure you I think have I've seen the video you're watching look at this asshole walking through <laughs> walking through someone's backyard like a fucking Fuck no like a fucking idiot look at him look at this fucking asshole yeah, i've seen that what the it looks fuck? really fucked up it yeah. looks so that's, fucked that's up. the video i wanted you to watch Dude, bears have never done that in my under look how, at this how many fucking bears idiot. have you seen in real life because i think i've seen zero uh, I've seen a couple of black well, bears. Well, I've seen some zoo bears. I've seen like one or two black bears in the wild. It's been... You've seen black bears in the wild? Yeah. What? Where? Northern, Northern Minnesota. Really? Yeah. Damn. Dude. There are a few of them up there. That's a trip. Um, Yeah, I mean like... If that thing was doing that but running, you would be freaked the fuck out. For sure. I do think... Especially um, if it was dark out. For sure. I do think that would be and could be responsible for many of these, including like, like we talk about this with the Bigfoot, uh, Bigfoot stuff sometimes too, where people are like, yeah. it was dark. It was in the woods. It was from far away. It looked tall, brown, whatever. Like there's a lot of things that lead you to a bear on hind legs, et cetera. So a lot of these dog man reports say it looked like a bear. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like but it's resembling face, a dog or a bear. But its face was weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. For sure. It's just. It's an interesting. I. I guess it's an interesting. Like. 
to have the legend as a song come out of folklore from the area being like, yeah, people see fucking big dogs around here a lot. Yeah. And then have him put that out. The location specific stuff is weird. And then that there's a folklore, at least history of this phenomena or something close to it dating back thousands of years. Right. Is also interesting to me. I think a lot of the individual sightings are probably nothing. Right. But the concept probably is something. Something. It seems like. And on the, I think on the paid episode uh, this week, we're going to get into some of the more like historical stuff about Dogman, like some of the more things, the precursors, I guess, um, that go way the fuck back, like you said, a thousand years. But I, I, yeah, I think to your point, like it's interesting. I think that's always what's interesting to me. And we've, we've talked about this before with some of these similar concepts, but like the fact that the one-offs maybe don't necessarily carry a shitload of weight, but that the the mass of all of them together, there seems to be some. It's just the whole idea of like, they don't all have to be true. Right. For the concept to be true. You only need one of them to actually be true. Yeah. You, you need a, you only need a couple of pop patrol pals. Right. To, to be like, uh, what the fuck are you doing? The hound homies don't have to be very deep. There we go. There we go. They just, you just need one. You, you just need one hound homie. You just homie. need a singular paw person. I feel like, uh, I feel like we're, we're coming slightly to a close of this week's episode. And I do feel like there's a distinct possibility that there may be additional alphabet. I think I've, I think I've run all of the You have. Ones. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, I think I got them all covered. That's good. That's good. I just wanted to make sure we didn't, you know. If, any, if anybody has any suggestions, if I missed any, by all means, send them our way. If you can, uh, if you can put dog man or dog women, hey, we don't discriminate. Look, this is just the name of the phenomenon. May not be a gendered dog at all. We're just saying. Doesn't have to be bark boys. It could be bark bonnies. Mm, my bonnie lies over the ocean. Uh, bark bonnies. Yeah, that works, right? Sure. Boy, 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 boy dogs and girl dogs. Yes. Um, Labrador lads and lasses. And lasses. Thank <laughs> you. See, inclusive as fuck dog naming. Paw uh, people. Paw people. I think that's probably it for paw people for this, epi- uh, for this episode. We'll, we like I said, here. we'll talk about some more of the history on the paid episode this week. Uh, that's at What If Podcast. Or excuse me, patreon.com slash What If Podcast if you want. Yeah. If you want us to fuck around with you on some voicemail shit, send us a voicemail at 612-246-4614. If your name's Brian, call us back. Brian, Tell us about all the basements you've been robbing. I almost feel like I almost feel like a Brian's voicemail ended at a comically important <laughs> point. Hey. He, he was like, but there was this one story click. I'm like, wait, Brian, <laughs> what you mean this one story? Come back, bro. Come back, bro. Uh, Brian, come back. Come back. And if you're too scared to leave us a voicemail, uh, you can always write us in text format by sending us a message at hi at whatifpodcast.com. That's it. That's all we We're know. Done. We love you guys. We're going to bed. <laughs> we'll see you uh, next week. And Spencer will have slept a little bit more. Peace. Pieces. We'll be back next week with another episode of the What If Podcast. Learn more at www.whatifpodcast.com.